Damn! Jeffrey Tubin? At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <sighs> the great O.J. Simpson weighing in on the tawdry story of the day yesterday in that CNN's chief legal analyst left his Zoom on after a meeting with a bunch of New Yorker or heavyweights. During a meeting, wasn't it? I'm just saying. Sexy, sexy was meeting. During a meeting in which he says he thought I muted the video, which is not a thing. I mute videos on Zoom because he, my internet doesn't work very well, and that's so it's just my audio comes across. Right. I guess he's just. Yeah. I guess I'm he just thought a, he'd a, cut his camera or whatever. Yeah. Damn. A, a tech elite nitpicking at his verbiage. Uh, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. But uh, stop it. I turn off my video Nitpicker. because if you have bad internet, you get a better connection. But anyway. You know, um, OJ, I'd rather see uh, Jeffrey Tubin with his penis in his hand than you with your knife in your hand. Ooh. Damn. Yeah, that's right. You come around the corner of your apartment or you're bringing your girlfriend's glasses back to right, her. Right. And Jeffrey Tubin's standing there wanking it. It's disgusting. <laughs> what? And what, are you, what are you doing, Jeffrey Tubin? Right. But if OJ's there with a knife, well, you run for your life. You're going to meet your maker, probably. Could be. Um, I don't think his foot speed is quite what it was back when he murdered those people. So probably better than mine. So the chief legal analyst for CNN was making love to himself. (laughs) I don't think that makes it better saying it that way. That's worse. (laughs) That is worse. Better to on use camera. the camera. Did he have candles on? <laughs> in front of the heavyweights. He <laughs> soft-talked himself to start with. You know what? You're special. <laughs> oh, stop it. Somebody cut off his mic like the debate commission is in charge. The way you make to talk me about feel that later. just and then you. Oh, stop it. Come on. Somebody make him stop. So Jeffrey Tubin's doing that in front of the, the heavyweights of the New Yorker magazine? Yes. And uh, they have since suspended him. Why? Um... <laughs> He was doing that before, would be my guess. You just saw him doing that, and he didn't do it on camera on purpose. That's the weird thing about punishing people for stuff like this. Right. He's the same person he was all these years before when you thought he was fine. Mm-hmm. And he was he was going to do that for years to come while he worked for your organization. Sure. He just accidentally left his camera on, right. which he's not going to do again. He's no happier about it than you are. I think he'd prefer not to be on TV for a few days anyway, honestly. That's, that's such... But in terms of getting rid of somebody, that's what right. I'm saying. You, you, oh, yeah. He's as qualified as he was before. <laughs> right. Well, and it's not like he was with an underaged boy or or an animal or something like that. I mean, it's, there was nothing... Uh, he was with the same aged genitalia. Well, right. There's nothing perverse aside from the accidental leaving out of the camp. <laughs> There's no expectation of during a, a company Zoom meeting, I'm not your fantasy fodder. <laughs> that's an well, unreasonable expectation you think that's for what me. He was, you think that's what was going on? He's he wasn't like at, invoking the name of uh, who's look- that little, little Brooke girl or whoever that did what polls? Some of them, all of them. He wasn't like moaning the name of an anchorette, oh, geez, was he? Oh, jeez, that's too much. Now, now, you, now you're got your pinky out, okay. <laughs> So, so there's some expectation or some belief that he was looking at some of the women on the Zoom call and well, what, being he, turned on by it. I get. I, I almost has to be though. What else would right. be? And are you, you? I don't know. I got a two screen setup, and you have something something else on your other Jeez. screen. Tubin, we need answers. You're How really, busy is yeah, he? Exactly. Chimney. He might actually have a problem. Or if he can't yes. stop himself. I wonder. Something. I wonder. Or if he's one of those weirdos that like almost getting caught is the thrill. 
or something. Or that he was doing it while business conversations were going on. I don't have one of those things. That's a little perverse. I don't have one of those, thank God, because I think you're either wired that way or you're not. Uh, You know, thank God I'm not, but... It's apparently um, a lot more common than I would have anticipated. Yeah, it's um, well, people keep it behind closed doors. Generally speaking, their uh, their kinks. Is he staying on with CNN or is he? I don't know. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. It depends how long the uh, the memes go around the internet. He's the chief legal analyst. We could be in the midst of a full on constitutional legal crisis here. There's lots of lawyers. Two weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, and he sucks anyway. By the way. In my opinion, I think they got to hire somebody different. You can't have Jeffrey Tubin 15 days from today on CNN all day long breaking down the legal cases and the various court challenges over the voting. Yeah, his, you just can't. His bias bring, it bothers me a lot more than his, his wang. Uh, I mean, to have somebody like Jonathan Turley. Is it fair to say I don't want either? Sure. Do I have to rank them? It's Well, it's up to you. Uh, But Jonathan Turley, for instance, will say that this side is pitching this point of view. This side is pitching this point of view. I happen to think A is correct. No, Jeffrey Tubin just presents side B and then essentially says side A is is terrible. It's just it's people who just want injustice to prevail. He is a biased freaking editorialist and i can't stand him because they tout him as some sort of court authority constitutional expert and he's not well, we've gotten away from the fact that oj simpson commented on it let's hear that again it's very short <laughs> damn jeffrey tubin at least Wee herman was in an x-rated movie theater I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Paul Rubin looks up. What? Literally. <laughs> why are you? What? Nobody asked for that, OJ. Nobody wanted it. Nobody's gratified that you offered it. I'm just saying. Speaking of great tape, Sean, play me 48. This is the president of the United States. They're getting tired of the pandemic, aren't they? Getting tired of the pandemic. You turn on CNN, that's all they cover. COVID, COVID, pandemic, COVID, COVID, COVID. You know why they're trying to talk everybody out of voting? People aren't buying at CNN, you dumb bastards. They're not buying. That's all they're talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. You dumb bastards. Anyway, so there's a debate uh, night after next. Excellent. They shouldn't have canceled the last one. Uh, Trump should not have backed out of that debate. He should have done it virtually? Oh, come on. Well, yeah, I agree. He needs every chance he can get. The debate commission, which is... uh, Got a lot of problems. On their last legs, if you ask me. Yeah. They got a newly announced plan to keep mics muted while the other candidate is giving their two-minute responses. The commission announced yesterday... That to enforce already agreed upon rules, the only candidate whose microphone will be open during these two-minute periods is the candidate who has the floor under the rules. Um, uh, you got to run across the stage and snatch the mic away. <laughs> Trump is calling the uh, commission biased, which it clearly is. Oh, but, yeah. Um, There's an activist Democrat uh, moderator. There have been people saying this would be a good idea long before Trump came on the scene. Um, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, I wish I wish they would have a solid format. Two minutes, two minutes, and then two minutes wide open. Y'all argue about it. Let America see the arguments, like counter-arguments, the way you carry yourself. I like that. Yeah. You get to make your position known. 
So you can respond person. to the other and, uh, fella or gal in that time. And if one doesn't wait for the two-minute free-for-all and just jumps in in the other's two minutes, how, how I don't do mind muting the mics. No, okay. I don't either. I, I don't think I do. But it, it debates don't impact stuff near as much as anybody claims. Um, and that's always true. So uh, you got that. But the moments that get the most attention over the years, even though they didn't actually make much difference, are regularly people interrupting Mm -hmm. regularly are the moments that you see played for years at a time and the person who interrupts almost always gets rewarded for it rarely do you end up getting dinged for it the way trump did and that's because you know all of the media hates trump but um, well and he overdid and he definitely overdid it there's no there's no doubt about that but the people who jump in almost always get rewarded for it Mm mm-hmm so it's going to be interesting to see. I think a debate will be, it'll seem dull with, with nobody jumping in. But anyway, that's what the rules are going to be. Um, I, You know, you, you also add in the fact that I think it's to Trump's advantage to let Biden go. Let him talk. Right. Let him talk himself into a corner and try to get himself out. See how that so, turns out. So the the bias of the commission may backfire in that they are taking away his ability to do what people didn't like. Well, I don't think honestly. I don't. I don't agree with the president that the whole muting the mic things is necessarily biased. I don't. It's just trying to keep order and trying to make it a productive evening. And because the last one wasn't terribly, um, the bias comes in the questioning and the nature of the questioning by the gotcha, moderator. Gotcha. Uh, the dude has cancer. Jeff Bridges just tweeted out, as the dude would say, "New S has come to light." I've been diagnosed with lymphoma, although it is a serious disease. I feel fortunate. I have a great team prognosis is good i'll keep you posted so we wish him well i guess yeah indeed indeed uh the thing with cancer is there's hundreds of different kinds affects different people differently no telling what he's got so we'll see well and the thing that uh i i learned even more firmly than i known it earlier in my life as you dealt with your thing was that there's so much guessing yeah, it's an art, not a science, is what I learned. Right, yeah. Wow. We, a friend of mine is, is suffering from a, a malady that they got wrong like three times before they figured out it was something completely unrelated to the road they were going down. Mm. Um, but that happens a fair amount. Um, anyway, uh, let's see what time is it? Oh, we ought to take a break. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, the pathetic governor of New York, is putting out a book about his leadership during the pandemic. Wow. Uh, A, we're still in the middle of it. B, why would you put out a book? Didn't he have the worst outcome of any governor in the country? Hmm, maybe that's why he's putting out a book. Hmm. It, it, I think it'll be about as, uh, as, as true as the Fifty Shades of Grey book. It will be a work of fiction. World Series starts tonight. We'll be breaking down the game position by position. Going through the uh, relief pitchers, etc., etc., the devil rays. Is that the occult or is that a fish? I think it's the thing that killed uh, the crocodile hunter. I thought that was a stingray. Is it a different ray? I don't know. Mm. We'll, we'll dig into that, too. Yeah. We'll figure you out all this. dumb bastards. Oh, hey, hey, Mr. President. Come on. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. AMC Theaters is now offering a new way to go to the movies during the pandemic. Listen to this. The country's largest movie theater chain now allowing guests to
to rent out an entire theater for up to 20 people. Nothing lifts your spirits like watching Sonic the Hedgehog in an abandoned building. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, my kids love Sonic the Hedgehog. Um... I hear it's a good Jim Carrey performance. Oh, he's fantastic in yeah. it. It might it might be in his top couple performances of all time. He portrays a beast? He's the bad guy. Oh. Yeah, he's the villain. Mm-hmm. And it's very Ace Ventura like. I mean, it's just it's just such a great character. Uh my kids have watched that movie geez, ten times. Um uh what was I gonna say? Oh, uh came across something yesterday. What Trump should do in the debate from a person that's been a strategist in a number of elections. It's not what Trump will do, but it's what Trump should do. And it's Throw a... pocket sand in the face of Joe Biden. <laughs> Salt in his eyes. I'll have that for you next segment. It's pretty interesting, I thought. Uh, you know what? I think I have this quote right in front of me. I might as well get it right. I mean, accuracy is my hallmark. Uh, lefty journalist, uh, but truth teller Glenn Greenwald. Uh, you know what? First, let's play the clip. Sean, I'm going to need that clip of uh, of the pencil-necked, utterly dishonest, congenital liar Adam Schiff. Clip 33, please. Clearly, the origins of this whole uh, smear uh, are from the Kremlin, and the president is only too happy to have Kremlin help in, in trying to amplify it. He is talking about the... Thinnest neck I've ever seen. Got the smallest, thinnest neck I've ever seen. All right. Can I please get through a sentence, you clowns? Oh, my God. That was the president of the United States. What Adam Schiff is lying about, because if his lips are moving, he is lying, is the Hunter Biden laptop story. Uh, To quote the great Glenn Greenwald... Adam Schiff has been stating definitively that Russia is behind the New York Post story, even though he has no idea whether it's true. That's because Adam Schiff is an absolute pathological liar, abusing his position as Intelligence Committee chair to scream Russia and lie constantly. And then they used to be back-to-back on the sound sheet, but now they're long... Oh, there it is. Um, 32, please. The Hunter Biden's laptop is not part of some Russian disinformation campaign. This has nothing to do with the intelligence community or Russian disinformation. If it was, I would know that. that is um, the, so to be clear, it's not. That is the director <sighs> wow. of national intelligence. Wow. I remember when uh, when Adam Schiff started doing his thing. You know, it was Nunez, too, and it was going back and forth. And the media, of course, thought Schiff was the honorable one and Nunez was the crackpot. But, well, he's a conservative, so um, he must be a crackpot. But anyway, <laughs> uh, the, 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 the story at the time was the Intelligence Committee is famously nonpartisan. There are other committees where you get into partisan bickering, but the Intelligence Committee is famously, you know, they work together because it's so important. And obviously that is just, you know... <laughs> That's a, that's like an era where people men wore hats and we uh you know yeah, exactly. bowed women to wear white gloves. Um, yeah. uh, that's just gone. Will that will that come back? That's not going to come back immediately because Trump's gone. Depends on the people. It could be no, men or women not, of honor will assume those posts. It'll but, take a long time if that ever returns. I mean, as long as an Adam Schiff is around, no. I mean, he is utterly despicable. He, he is, is a, not a long ball hitter. He's a horrible human being. I don't. I don't care about his golf prowess, Mister President. And uh, by the way, this whole uh, Hunter Biden thing. The, the laptop, the rest of it, the appearance of impropriety or bribery or whatever, I don't think it's going to change many votes at all. No. Number one, because the mainstream media is ignoring it. La, 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 Solid. Oh, there's, it's indisputable that this is Hunter Biden's laptop and this stuff's legit, by the way. That is just, it is indisputable. Sure. What it means exactly is in places a little cryptic, but in one place to an associate, He says, remember, we have to carve off 10% for the old man. 
Not clear who the old man is. People are saying it's Joe Biden. And the one that's really compelling is the text message in which, in the midst of his bitter divorce and feeling rejected by his children, he says, in spite of the way you're treating me, I love you and I'm rooting for your success. And unlike Pop, I won't demand 50% of your salary. Yeah, what's that what mean? What the hell does that mean? And Pop is Joe Biden. Seems like Grandpa. a reasonable question to ask what that means. Yeah. But I will tell you, I saw some of the stuff over the weekend, like, uh, you know, Joe Biden, the candidate, texting his son who while he was in rehab. And I thought, why am I seeing this? Right. Why are you publishing that? That is just so out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. I love you, and I'm rooting for you, and you can do this from dad to son. I mean, what the hell is that? Would I, shall I have Sean explain clickonomics to you again? It's utterly indefensible uh, as journalism, but it gets clicks. Uh, so uh, one of the emails obtained by Fox News includes a discussion of a remuneration package for six people in a business deal with a now bankrupt Chinese energy company in which Hunter and others were getting millions and millions of dollars from a Chinese communist tied company. Why? Hunter Biden, Navy dropout, drug addict, didn't have a job when his dad took office. I don't want him to be president. No. Well, it was his dad getting a cut. That's the question. That is the question. Armstrong and Getty. Good evening, Chris. Thank you, my friend. And thank you for your counsel over the course of today as a workday as to what counted as news that should be on TV. It was such a weird day today. (laughs) I'm always happy to have those very high-level editorial discussions with you about the most important stories in our world. Let us never speak of this publicly again. Thank you very much, my friend. It, it, it pays to have colleagues who share a sense of both the absurdity of life and the responsibility of what actually should be on television. And it really pays to be able to talk to those colleagues during the course of a day like today. Rachel Maddow and someone else, an uh, inside joke about uh, CNN's Jeffrey Tubin being caught pleasuring himself on a Zoom Damn! Meeting. That was terrible. It was terrible. Cross that sh- clip off the sheet. <laughs> <laughs> You know, what I was thinking as I was hearing that is that uh, that those people, and some of you do, most of you don't, live this 24-hour daily news cycle where you're up on whatever's happening every single day. And the vast majority of people, like 90% of people probably, are not. How can I join them? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I have to a certain extent. Yeah, good for you. Um, Boy, a couple of things uh, on COVID before I get to the strategy for Trump at the debate. Um, there, oh, I got to pay off the, the, the discussion of Andrew Cuomo's book. Oh my God! But go on. Speaking of COVID, there there are some bad COVID stories around the world and around the United States. It's just there are almost no good ones yeah, at this point. Yeah, true. And um, for instance, well, I'm sorry, that's not true. the The vaccines are looking very promising. Speaking that end of, of it is looking good. Yeah. Speaking the, of Andrew Cuomo, who's now come out just like. Gavin Newsom, the bookend, unforgivable jackass governors of America, New York and California, saying, yeah, I don't I don't really trust the federal government and the FDA to approve a vaccine. We're going to assemble our own panel of doctors and approve it for our state. That is so wildly irresponsible. 
people will die because you've convinced them that the FDA is somehow being run by Trump now. If Trump and they're loses, just, they're going to approve, uh, you know, dangerous vaccines. If Trump loses, that all goes away. Yes, it's just, true. It's just an anti-Trump gesture. True. Um, but the bad COVID news all around the world, the uh, crackdown in Paris, the cracks down in Italy, the, 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 they closed down a province in China. There's just all kinds of bad examples. Wisconsin judge restores restrictions on bars and restaurants they had opened up. Now they're closing them back down again. We're going to have, as we heard yesterday from a couple of the experts that I believe the most, the worst couple of months are ahead of us. We're going to be in the worst of this pandemic right during an election. Mm -hmm. Will that be the all-time greatest super spreader event in world history? The election, the itself? election itself. Oh, I don't. With think everybody so. going to the polls and everything like I don't that, think so. breathing on each other. I hope not. No, because any encounter would be pretty fleeting. I hope like, not. And they're trying to, you know, mask up, socially distance. And so. my own family. You know, I've been saying all along how weird it is that I don't know people that have this. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't. I don't have any like personal acquaintance. I now have somebody inside the wire. Got is the the term they used for uh for when Trump got it. We have a case inside the wire. It's a military oh. term. Uh, uh, our family got breached by mm. uh, by COVID. Oh my! And luckily, none of us got it. But um, I'll talk more about that later. But it was it was just luck. But it turned out wearing masks is what saved us. We were in contact with this person, close contact. But because everybody was masked, I think that's what saved us. Otherwise, I'd have been staying home, and I probably would have brought it in here and all kinds of problems. But um. Send your angry me- emails explaining how masks don't work to somebodyelsenotme.com. That's the email address. Somebodyelsenotme.com. It's actually a hilarious email address. I want to see if I can get that. Uh, yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Is that available? Sarah Isger writes for The Dispatch. She is a smart political person. They've started having her on um, Face the Nation, ABC This Week, one of those shows every week. And uh, she's worked in campaigns. She's super into polling and data and that sort of stuff. Anyway... She had a suggestion for how Trump should handle the debate Thursday night, and I thought this was really good. She also says this is not what he will do, so never mind, but this is what he should do. Trump should insist on keeping the focus on Biden's refusal to answer whether he would pack the court. It's a huge deal. Huge with a capital H. You're going to change one of the three branches of government in the biggest way in, in uh, 150 years. Mm-hmm. So, if, And he's getting away Trump, with not answering the question. If Trump could explain in three sentences why yeah. that's a bad idea. But do you think his answer is, yes, I'm going to? Or is the gameplay to get him to admit that he doesn't want to and lose some left support? Yes. Either. Yes. Either, either would be fine. Okay. I think either, he's in an untenable position. Either would be to your advantage, but why let your opponent get it both ways? Um, Biden's refusal to answer whether he would pack the court. After the moderator asks and Biden dodges again, which he will, Trump Trump could use his next answer to say, I won't answer any more questions until the vice president tells the American people whether he will fundamentally alter the third branch of our government. So I'm going to give my time to him to try again. Yes or no, Mr. Vice President. That would be a fantastic dramatic moment. I think it would be, except that Biden has modulated his answer. He's now saying, I'm not a fan of court packing, but I'm willing to have the conversation. Yes or that, no, that are you for it is... or not? And when Biden dodges again, turn your, will. turn your time back to Biden again and again until the moderator was put in the unenviable position of keeping the focus on Biden's evasion or insisting that, uh, as a journalist, 
he just doesn't want to answer the question anymore and move on. But this would require the president to uh, to accept this awkward silence, would pay to his benefit. He probably won't, etc. Of course, or, or Trump could say this. Biden is shot. You know he's shot, right? He's gonzo. <laughs> gonzo. That would be a pretty dramatic way to do it. Yes. Uh, I'll use my time. I'll give it back to the vice president. Are you going to fundamentally alter one of the three ban- branches of the government? And then just let it stand there. Let him talk. He would talk himself into old man circles. You know? I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, 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 anyway, that's a good point. It, it's not so much just about the answer. It's that he would also trip himself up. Yeah, I would agree. If he, agree. if he came out and said, no, I'm not going to pack the court. It's a terrible idea. And no, we're not going to alter the Senate. It's the most important legislative branch in the uh, body in the entire world. We're not going to do it. If he said those things out loud, the enthusiasm for him as president would go by for a lot of people. Boy, it's already the young. It's already low. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So I can understand why he doesn't want to answer it. I wouldn't answer it either. Unfortunately. Trump fans is going to hurt to hear, but you know it's true. Trump is the worst spokesman for his point of view uh, that I have ever heard. He just, He's gonzo, you dumb bastards. <laughs> he he can excite his base. He can fire up his base. He cannot attract new voters or bring back new voters. Hunter Biden's laptop is not going to get suburban women. It's just not. Um, and it's well, anyway, moving along. So Andrew Cuomo is a despicable human being. Uh, Janice Dean, uh, who is a journalist, wrote the following. When I first heard that Governor Cuomo was writing a book on his uh, leadership during the pandemic, I think I spit out my coffee and thought it was an article from the Babylon Bee. I laughed. Then I became un- enraged. In March and April, my husband's parents died of COVID-19 in their elder care facilities in New York. Theirs were two of more than 6,000 deaths that resulted from Cuomo's now notorious nursing home decree, a veritable mass senior side. And it's worth mentioning, she points out later in her editorial, that it's also believed that six or 7,000 of the oldsters were transferred to hospitals as their lives were about to end, and that the true toll from Cuomo's infamous get the COVID-positive people back into the nursing homes, you're not allowed to refuse them, um, it probably cost 13,000 lives, Ooh. which is more than uh, Hurricane Katrina and 9-11 combined. Wow, that's a stat. But nobody's asking him to really be held accountable for it. Certainly not in the mainstream media, which just goes to show you how utterly corrupt they are. Stunning. Um, but she goes on, I wondered if Cuomo would use his memoir to finally tell the truth about the nursing home tragedy. Up until now, the governor has blamed everyone else for his executive order forcing nursing homes to accept coronavirus-positive patients. Cuomo Cuomo has shifted the blame to God, Mother Nature, The Post, New York, uh, Fox News, President Trump, nursing home visitors, employees, and even the residents themselves, among other scapegoats. I wondered, would the book American Crisis see him making a long-overdue reckoning with his calamitous mistake? Long story short, she can't get a copy of it, but people have seen it told her, don't bother. Um, it's it's not in there. But here's the part that really fired me up. Let's get fired up. We are fired up. He's doing a publicity tour to sell this book about his leadership during the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic. First, CBS Sunday morning did a fluffy profile of the governor and his family. It was a lovely package, but there were no hard-hitting questions, zero, about the nursing home deaths, though numerous families like mine have demanded answers. More fawning interviews followed last week. 
Live with Kelly and Ryan on ABC. Watch what happens live with Andy Cohen on Bravo. When Cuomo was finally asked about the nursing home tragedy on NBC by Willie Geist, he continued his game of ignoring the question first, then blaming others. At one point, he even said his government never needed to send COVID-19 patients into nursing homes to begin with. I've heard him say that, but you did. Whether you needed to or not is just irrelevant. Instead, he uses just a few pages to blame others, including Republicans. Of course, it's extremely hard for me to watch him lie through his teeth and get away from, get away with it. Um, again, more seniors died in nursing homes in New York than did in Katrina and 9-11 combined. The governor continues to insist all criticism is political, and the media lets him get away with it. You know, it's it's a. I realize sometimes we beat that point to death about the the current state of the American media, but. I think they need to be shamed on a daily basis for what they're doing. You dumb bastards. <laughs> uh, well, I would agree. The Department of Justice has charged six Russians for what? It's pretty danged interesting. NASA's headed for an historic first. High schoolers faking kidnappings during Zoom classes is becoming a thing. That seems like a poor idea. Do the kid fake kidnapping TikTok challenge. Uh, among other things we're going to talk about coming up. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is how the fans here in L.A. are celebrating. They had a drive-in watch party at Dodger Stadium. Tickets for the World Series games to sit in the parking lot are $75 to bring your car. That's right. This quarantine has gone on so long. People in L.A. are now willing to pay $75 to get back in a traffic jam. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, the the whole doing things from your car, like Biden has had uh, tiny rallies where you got a couple of cars there, but like uh, some big country music artists have had big concerts. Stand-up comedy is doing that a lot, too, where they do essentially just at drive-in theaters, and they just project the performances up on the screen. People like honk their horns when they like a joke and stuff. It's very weird. I wonder if that's the future. Since we're going to be doing this next year, probably. At least a substantial part of the year. So it would seem. NASA, which just is just makes me cheery AF, as the kids say, you know, uh, show hands. Who's just so freaking sick? Yeah, no, no point. Keep your hands down. <laughs> Nobody has the energy to raise their hand. It's all gone to hell. You I'm having sorry. a good time, Joe? We're not really. Where were we going? Go ahead. Sorry, I'll shut up now. Somebody cut off my mic. Let's be the debate commission. I should shut up. NASA's heading for an historic first. After two years of orbiting the... Uh, Earth, an asteroid named Bennu, which is as big as the Empire State Building. Mm, That's big. Uh, There's a spacecraft that's going to touch down on it. It's the first attempt ever to gather asteroid samples from an asteroid while it's flying around. Mm. Over four and a half hours, the SUV-sized spacecraft will descend from its orbit around the asteroid, which is a whole bunch of rocks held together by gravity, 207 million miles from Earth. Wow! Um, then it's incomprehensible. Ex- then it's going to ex- extend its robot arm and collect a sample of rocks, and then bring them back to Earth. In theory, and then the virus will be upon us, and the alien species will take. <laughs> I feel like people haven't watched movies. Can we not do this this year? Are people not paying attention? 
Do, then, do, 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 hmm. No more I, excavations of ancient tombs. <laughs> no more bringing back space rocks for various. Let's uh, 2021. We can resume all this. Uh, g- given that the origin of asteroid material is pretty much unknowable. Yeah. Um. Doesn't it seem at least semi likely that there's something horrendous on there? Mm. I mean, it might just be rock. Things couldn't get worse anyway, could they? Bring it Maybe back. It'll, it'll improve he things. He said it, folks. He said it out loud. That's Jack over there. Jack is to blame. Maybe it'll improve things. <laughs> Sweet meteor of death. You know what? People have been predicting SMOD. SMOD 2016, then SMOD 2020 being some giant asteroid that slams into the Earth, causing an extinction-level uh, cataclysm. Maybe it's not a collision. Maybe SMOD is a microbial uh, phenomenon. How about that? That'd L- be crazy. Little bugs. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I uh, got some high schoolers accused of faking a kidnapping during a Zoom class. I kind of admire their pluck. I could see coming up with this idea, actually. And thinking it was foolproof. <laughs> well, I would think it would get us in a lot of trouble, but I could see thinking of it. Maryland high school student and friends uh, had the school staff calling police after a masked man waving what appeared to be a gun was seen on his Zoom call. Uh, Two other men appeared in a frame, one wearing a black ski mask and waving what appeared to be a gun. So this has happened more than once then. No, boy. I've seen this story Um, pop up a couple times from various districts and so stuff, yeah. lots of high school kids are having the same idea at the same time yeah. they're bored with the zoom class let's pretend a masked guy with a gun barges in on me and abducts me we're learning little if anything yeah why don't we liven things up <laughs> you'll be a legend man the the end of this though is the school normally uh calls local police and does a wellness check and then yeah. Your ruse is short-lived. Yeah <laughs> the fun probably goes out of it pretty quick too yeah but that's and and folks not to turn this serious, but kids have bad judgment. Young people lack life experience. I can give you a couple of examples from my own life. Oh, please. I could fill up the rest of the show from mine. Uh, that's why you shouldn't listen to them when they're screeching in the streets. Because they have no <laughs> friggin' idea what they're talking about. You child. Um, You're I- fired up. You're young. You know just enough to think you know everything. Uh, <laughs> the amount of times where I've had the... You know what? I think I got it all figured out now. Right. <laughs> and then five years later, I have the exact same moment, not realizing the, the, the pattern that I'm repeating. What's interesting, as I get older, is at every point in my life I can look back on. Even at this age, I can look back at being 40 and thinking, surely I had it together. No, I was an idiot at 40. <laughs> so I'm going to say the same thing about now when I'm 60. So... you just got I just, I just have to accept I'm an idiot, I guess. There is no certain... Well... Might be healthy. <laughs> there is no certainty like the certainty of a 16 to 24 year old. Oh, yeah. No doubt. You dumb bastards. Thank you, sir. So, this is super serious. The big front page story in USA Today is um, about the foster care system. Oh, boy. Yeah, it is. Their big headline, the system is so broken. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, people if, should know this. If, Conservatives, oh yeah. liberals, oh yeah. can we join together if I was, on this cause? If I was Bill Gates, if I was one of those super billionaires, and, you know, 
I'm I'm not Bernie Sanders. I have no problem with people making money and wanting to make more money. It's what makes this this country great. I don't understand how you keep doing jobs to make more money when you've got a certain amount of money when there are so many things you could tackle. If I had Jeff Bezos' money, I'd quit Amazon and the Washington Post, and I would decide the foster care system is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life mm-hmm. with my hundred and five billion dollars, and I'm going to fix this freaking thing. Right. Um. That's what I would want to do. That's what would get me out of bed every single day, not becoming wealthier. But again, I'm not Bernie Sanders, so I have no problem with people wanting to do that. Um, but this story, there's focusing on Florida, but it's this way all over the country. Florida failed to keep foster kids safe, sending hundreds to known abusers. This happens all over the country. The foster care system is just so awful. Yeah, it is. It is. And then, you know, perhaps most awful of all, these kids hit their 18th birthday and are often turned loose, just turned loose uh, with no resources, no no role models. Oh, my and, God. They're, they're doomed. They've been cursed by fate. Exactly. And this is these are beautiful little children. Their fate is no fault of their own. The uh, boys end up overwhelmingly in prison, and the girls end up overwhelmingly also on drugs like the boys in turning tricks. It's just terrible. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and listen, here's, here's my great conservative argument I made for decades now. My progressive friends. We could tackle things like this if you would listen to me about waste and redundancy in government, about unicornian programs and departments that never accomplish anything and are redundant anyway. We could do wonderful things if you would become a small government advocate like us. How about less money for drug addicts on the street and more for little kids? Give them a chance. Amen, brother. Armstrong and Getty.